All right, today we have uh, former Panthers star Captain Munlin uh, on the show. Uh, Captain, man, what a journey you had. Uh, you were born three months early, I read on your Wikipedia page, and you weighed yeah. three pounds. Yes, man, I was three pounds. I could fit in the shoebox. My mom <laughs> said I was so small they could put me in the shoebox. So, yeah, it's been a crazy journey for me. Tell me how sports changed your life growing up in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, it, it changed my life drastically. Um I was one of the guys who always had a dream to go to the NFL. You know, everybody was like, oh, what you want to be when you grow up? I was a guy saying, I want to go to the NFL. And, you know, I was lucky enough to be blessed and got had the opportunity to play in the NFL. You know, I always say people always told me I was too small. I wasn't fast enough or, you know, I wasn't going to make it. So I always put that chip on my shoulder to show everybody that I wanted that dream. And, you know, with God, it, it came true. All right, but you got to have a little bit of time to make that dream come true. So you're at Murphy High School in Mobile. You're three-time All-Region. Yes. Then you go to South Carolina. You're All-ACC. Then you go to the seventh round to the Panthers. When along that journey did you kind of start thinking, I really got a shot to make this dream come true? Uh, it happened actually in high school. Uh, when I was in high school, I had this college recruiter uh, named Pat Washington. He actually went to my high school. He was at Tennessee at the time. And he actually came to my high school and he talked to me uh, my sophomore year. And he said, Captain, man, you really have a shot, you know, to change your family life. And I was sitting there like, you know, I'm a sophomore in high school and I'm sitting there like, man, you know, I'm not that big of a guy. Uh, but he was just telling me, like, you have an opportunity to really, you know, change these, you know, the makeup of your family. And I was like, OK, cool. And I took it serious. Uh, then when I got the opportunity to go to the University of South Carolina, uh, my freshman year, I came in, I started playing right away. Uh, people jumped in and was like, yo, uh, who is this guy? You know, he's a freshman, but he can cover his tail off. And uh, my sophomore year, I made the big leap. And that's when I realized I really had a shot to make it to the NFL. And uh, and the rest was history, man. When I got the shot to make it to the NFL, um, I took it and I ran with it. Tell me what it's like on, on draft weekend. I know you went on the second day, I think it was. But what's it like on draft weekend? Because you put all this work into something from the time you were that three pound baby and then you yeah. got to wait and wait and wait. What's that like, man? Oh, it's, it's tough. Uh, Cause I was a guy who left school early. Uh, I thought I was going to be um, a first to uh, uh, second round guy. Uh, so that's why I left school early as a junior. Uh, so when I sit there and watch, you know, a lot of people get drafted before me, uh, just the wait, you know, it, it really hurts me a little bit, but I also remember the feeling that I had. Uh, I can tell you most of the, all the cornerbacks who got drafted before me. <laughs> and I'm one of those guys, man. So I, I kept that chip on my shoulder yeah. as I went to the NFL. And I got I came into the perfect situation with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, we we actually drafted a guy in the second round to play cornerback. Uh, but I actually outplayed him and ended up being the third corner on the team my rookie year. Mm -hmm. And it just helps me thrive, man. Me going late round in a draft like that, uh, I think it – helps me just be the best person that I needed to be. Uh, who says that I would have had a 10-year career if I would have went first or second round? Because a lot of guys in my draft class, mm -hmm. they didn't make it. They didn't make it past two, three years. Right. Um, I actually was the last standing guy in my draft class for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, in 2009 draft class, I was the last pick in the draft class, yeah. and I was the only one with the team four years later. That's it was like, crazy. wow. And I was the last one. Uh, me and Marty Herney used to joke about it. I always say, man, I helped you save your job, man. Look, <laughs> I'm, the, you know, I'm the guy who everybody was like, man, that guy was a seven-round pick, and he's yeah. still around. So yeah. um, I always pride on myself of just 
you know, being one of those guys, man, it don't matter. I always tell the guys, the kids and everybody, it don't matter how, you know, where you start. It's how you finish, man. Um, especially when the draft come around, I tell guys that all the time, man. If you look and see, mostly all these Hall of Fame guys who are going into the Hall of Fame, they they weren't first-round picks. You know, most of the guys was late around, and they worked their tail off to get to uh, where they need to be. So I wanted to ask you, you played with the Panthers the first time for five years. You said yes. some team records. I think most returns for the interception returns. Yeah, I still got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what, what, are you, what are your memories of that first run with the Panthers? Uh, uh, it was a great memory. Um, in my first couple of years, I had John Fox as a head coach. Uh, he was a great coach. He was a guy who, you know, taught me the game a lot. Uh, he was a guy that actually gave me the opportunity uh, to – to take my game to the NFL. You know, he's my first yeah. head coach. Yeah. And the first term I had him for the first two years, then come Coach Rivera, who made me this man who I am today, uh, who taught me the game, who showed me a new position, showed me that I can do anything I put my mind to. Um, you know, I don't care how big guys are, how big the receivers are, and things like that. He showed me this position called a nickelback. And I mm -hmm. fell in love with it and mm -hmm. ended up making uh, tons of money playing the nickel position. At first, I was all against it. Uh, when he came to me, I was like, Captain, man, you can be one of the best nickels that play this game. I'm sitting there like, man, I'm an every down corner, man. I want to be on the field every down. Right, and, right, right. But he showed me how I could make that nickel position be special, you know, by blitzing, uh, catching interceptions and, you know, hitting people when they don't see you. <laughs> right. So um, my first term last like year, it was great. Uh, we ended up winning the NFC South. My yeah. last year here yeah. in, in 2013, I thought we was going to uh, build on that and have something special, but it didn't work out like that. Um, I ended up leaving going to Minnesota. Okay, so, okay, you know, you talked about money a second ago. You went to Minnesota. Now, I remember reading, I may be wrong, but I remember reading in, like, 2017 when you were coming back, you said you turned down a lot more money to come back. Why yeah, I did. did. That? Why turn down the bread to come <laughs> back to Charlotte? Uh, it, it was home for me. Uh, every time I got a break when I was in Minnesota, I came to Charlotte. You know, every single time. If we had an off week, I came to Charlotte. You know, I had a house here and I was building a home here and I still stay in Charlotte. So uh, I just thought it was more beneficial for me to be in Carolina, uh, especially when it came to, you know, housing, family and things like that. Um, yeah. You know, when I was in Minnesota, I was paying two mortgages. You know, I'm staying in Minnesota, but I'm coming back to Charlotte in the all season. And you so, also Alabama boy. I know it was cold <laughs> in Minnesota. Yeah, it was cold. It was cold <laughs> in Minnesota. It was definitely cold. The weather was not for me. Being from Mobile, Alabama, I never seen snow like that. And going to Minnesota is like, wow. Yes. So, so it, it that also played a part in it. And like I said, Charlotte was home. You know, Charlotte was home. This is the team that drafted me that gave me the opportunity uh to take my game to the next level and i really thought we had unfinished business and you know to come back to play with guys like thomas davis luke keekley charles johnson and julius peppers uh cam newton uh some guys like that man was just on my mind that we we had unfinished business uh we didn't you know meet that ultimate goal but we also um we, we also made some, a good run at it though so uh, i'm not i don't regret uh, my decision at the same time i made the decision and i live with it Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned Cam Newton. He's in the news recently. Um, yeah. Getting cut from New England. You know, some people think he was asked to be cut. Some people thought it was because he didn't get vaccinated. Just your thoughts on Cam as a player, as a person. Is he misunderstood? And then just talk about your reaction to him being cut by the Patriots. Uh, I definitely think he misunderstood. Um, he's probably one of the best teammates I've had in a long time. And um, this is a guy who works his tail off. I remember doing training camp 
when I came back, I needed to lose a couple of pounds. And me and Cam Newton used to get up 4.30 in the morning and we go walk on the treadmill, you know, before everybody, everybody's still sleeping. We in training camp, you know, guys don't get up to seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, me and Cam get up 4.30 in the morning. We go do our morning walk on the treadmill, you know, do some abs and, and get ourselves ready for the day. And um, I think a lot of people just misunderstand him, man. And, you know, they see because he dressed kind of weird. Uh, he liked the attention. You know, he liked to have fun and uh, things like that. They just think he's a bad guy or he just a guy who's just out there. And, and that's not that's not right. Uh, I'm telling you, I've been in a locker room with this guy. Uh, he's be- he one of the locker room favorites. Uh, you can answer a lot of people. You know, everybody's like, oh, he didn't fit in a in New England locker room. I, I don't think that's was true. Yeah. Uh, I think he's definitely a locker room guy. Uh, he cared about his teammates. Uh, he always trying to get everybody together. Uh, to do stuff to build that camaraderie. When they released him, I was shocked. I got on my phone immediately, uh, called a couple guys that we know. I was like, is this for real? Like, I thought he had a pretty good preseason. He looked at, he looked at like Cam again. You know, his yeah. arm looked stronger. Uh, he he, he was, looked like he was taking control of the offense. And when he got released, it definitely shocked me. I couldn't believe it. I'm still in shock, but I know he's not done. I know uh, he's just ready for that, waiting for that next opportunity so he can take the next level and and be ready to roll. What are your thoughts on Jerry Richardson and how, you know, he left the Panthers? And I know you had a relationship with him. What are your yeah. thoughts? Uh, Mr. Richardson, man, um, he, he, he always been uh, uh, one of the nicest guy I ever met. Uh, even when I came back, uh, you know, just talking to me about life after football. You know, like, Captain, what you want to do after football? You know, uh, are you being smart with your money? Or are you taking care of those kids and, and, and things like that? So Mr. Richardson, he was like almost a father figure to me. I know how he left. It was kind of messy with the Panthers. Uh, They kind of forced him to do some things that he didn't want to do. But at the same time, man, uh, we had conversations like beyond football. uh, And that's the thing that people don't know about it. They think it's just all about business and what can you do for the team and this and that. Nah, man, we had conversations beyond football. Uh, I remember coming in the locker room sometime and he'll be sitting in my locker. And I'm just saying, like, oh, Lord, what I did wrong. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, and he'll be sitting in my locker, and uh, we would just be talking. He was like, yo, Cap, he was like, Captain, you know, if you can't get the guys down, hold them up for uh, for Thomas and TD, you can knock them down. He said, for TD and Luke, can knock them down. So if you can't tackle the guys, just hold them up, and right. those guys will take care of from there. So he used to make jokes with me about tackling and things like that, man. So he always been – he'd be a special place in my heart. Uh, one other guy I want you to talk about from the past, Steve Smith. He's broadcasting now. Your thoughts about Steve Smith, locker room guy, and now as a PA guy. Man, listen, Steve probably one of the toughest guy I ever met in my life. Um, strongest too. Strongest. Like if he grabbed you, yes, it's over. <laughs> yeah. It is over. Um, I will never forget my rookie year. You know, I'm coming in the league, so you know, I'm you know, I'm I got little man syndrome just like he got little man syndrome. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm coming in the league and uh, I go against Steve Smith. I make a play. So he get up. He's like, whoa. He look around like, who made that play? You know, I made the play. Yeah. He said to me, he say, good play, Cap. He's like, man, that's a good play, bro. The next play, he came off the ball. He swatted my helmet so hard, I think I still got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> and I was sitting there like, man, this guy just told me good play. But he, the next play, he come off the ball like that. He's just so competitive. Mm-hmm. And he wanted the best to ever do it. And to see Steve actually transition to being, you know, on NFL Network, now he's a PA guy, um, and things like that, it's just amazing, man. Because I know the work he put in. I know the guy who's, when he stepped across the white line, he's nobody's friend. 
Yeah. He, he, yeah. Going, he coming out there. He's telling you, I'm trying to embarrass you. You know, I'm trying to feed my family. My family got to eat. And that one of the toughest guys that I ever played with. Um, hopefully he get in the Hall of Fame uh, this first time because he deserves it. No doubt. I think yeah, I, I, I think he's deserved it, man. He's first ballot Hall of Famer all day. Uh, if you just look at the things he did in the NFL, being his size, you know, mm. it's amazing. I always tell guys a lot. And everybody like, oh, man, you just saying that because that was your old teammate. If Steve Smith was six feet and above, he'd be the best to ever do it. He'd be there. Um, and I, I know it's Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, and all yeah, that. Yes, we do. But if Steve was six feet and above, we'll be talking about him the best to ever do it. Talk about the Panthers this year. What do you see from them this year? There's some report, you know, some of the predictions saying they're gonna go five and twelve. And but what do you what do you see with the Panthers and, and more specifically, what do you see with Sam Darnold? Um, the Panthers, I, I like their defense. You know, I'm a defensive mind guy, so I like their defense. They're young, they fast. You know, they got my they got my big corner from South Carolina that I like a lot, JC Horn. So and then with Dante Jackson and that defensive line, man. Uh then you can't forget about my guy Shaq. You know, Shaq been here for a while. Uh he's probably be their leader on defense. And I'm expecting the big things. I don't think they go five and twelve. I think they win more games than a lot of people expect them to. If you look at the offensive side of the ball, Sam Donald, he can make every throw on the football field. You know, uh, I just don't I think Sam Donald just got a bad name out there to the NFL because he was not to disrespect the Jets organization, but he was playing with the Jets and the Jets really didn't try to build around him. You know, they really didn't try to bring in pieces to help him be successful. But I think with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and, you know, this guy from LSU who I think is going to be phenomenal. uh, I I really think that Sam Donald got some weapons and you can't forget about Christian McCaffrey. The offense is going to do very good this year. Sam Donald is going to have a great year. Um, I can't put no predictions on their record, but I definitely think they win more than five games. <laughs> but right, do, they, do they go to the playoffs? You know, they definitely have a shot to make the playoffs in the division they in. Everybody knows Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Brady. Uh, but other than that, in their division, I, I think it's wide open. You know, um, you know, you sneak a game here and there on Tampa, you know, it's open. So I definitely think. It's wide open. The division is wide open. Everybody just want to, you know, give it to Tampa because Tom Brady, he's the GOAT. Right. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, um, you know, the division it really lost a lot. And if you look at Drew Brees in New Orleans, you had to worry about those guys. And um, you look like Matt Ryan, they saying he lost Julio Jones and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So the division is really open. So I think whatever they do is on them. Uh, if they can be successful, it's definitely going to be on them. But it definitely lies on Sam Donald. You got to be able to take care of the football and be able to produce. And I think he can do that. I know you've been getting involved some high school stuff here lately. You interviewed uh, Mountain Island Charters Elijah Hadley and uh, Chambers High's Jordan Thompson. You talked to him about COVID and how to handle COVID and some other things. What made you decide to get involved with these kids and what are you trying to pass on to them? Uh, I'm trying to just pass on because I know uh, we, we all know the last couple, you know, these last year and a half been been kind of been kind of crazy, you know. It's been kind of crazy, you know, for for those guys, especially the juniors and seniors in high school. You know, some seniors didn't weren't able to play their senior year, and some people reclass, and some people just didn't play football no more because of you know health issues. And I was just trying to get the point of those guys, man. That long as you stick to it and um, do everything right, man, anything is possible. You know, and, and let those guys know, man, I've been in those shoes before. Um, I had to go through Katrina my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And everybody, like, my senior year of high school, they was like, man, when are they going to be able to play games? And, you know, I didn't realize till one of my friends told me uh, probably about three, four weeks ago, he was like, man, Cap, you know, we played 
three games in 10 days. And I was sitting there like, what? I was like, for real? And yeah. I was like, man, in the NFL, I could play in about two games <laughs> in, in, in 10 days. So he was just reminding me of, you know, the things that we had to go through um, yeah. our senior year. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to reach out to those guys and let these guys know that, hey, you know, I've been in those shoes before when things happen, you know, you know, life, you know, it happens, you know, especially with COVID and things like that. But you always can push through it and always make the best of it. And those guys, they're, they're special athletes. You know, they got a dream. Mm-hmm. You know, their dream is to go to the next level and um, go to the NFL. And like I was trying to tell those guys, you know, everybody have a dream. I had a dream that came true. But at the same time, man, it's what you do, you know, to make that dream come true. You can't be lazy. You can't just be like, oh, man, it's COVID, so I'm just going to sit back and chill. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. no. And those guys, they said they, they kept working. They kept yeah. doing what they needed to do to prepare themselves to get ready for the season. Now, you know, they. I think both of the teams are 2-0. and uh, They're doing well, and uh, you know, I wish those guys the best. So I'm trying to just pull into these high school kids to let them know, man, even though, you know, life hits you, you still can come up with something, man, and, and you can come out with the best of it. Where do you land on the vaccine? I know the NFL has kind of mandated it, but do you think the high school kids, like the ones you talk to, do you think they should get the vaccine to, to avoid getting sick or being quarantined? Um, where I land on it is, uh, I did, I got it, you know, I definitely got it just, you know, just because I know, you know, I got different stuff that I got to do. I like to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to go home, um, uh, sometimes and, and my mom, she, she, she ain't playing it. If I'm not, she, she come, you come through the door. She like, uh, uh-uh, get away. <laughs> so, uh, so I got vaccine, uh, vaccinated, but, uh, at the same time, uh, for those high school kids, um, I think it's on them. You know, it's how they feel about it, how they want to protect their family. Because uh, you look, uh, some people then got vaccinated and they still come down with it. Right. You know, but I think being vaccinated, it kind of miles it out a little bit. Uh, it don't affect you as more than it would as somebody who's not vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, some people are scared. You know, some mm-hmm. people are like, oh, man, I don't know what they put in these shots. I just it tell look them. look okay to me. Yeah, I do. I feel fine. <laughs> You know, when I took the shot, I was against it at first. I was like, oh, man, I don't want to take it, you know, this and that. But as I did my research on it and thought about it more that, you know, I can potentially, you know, pass it to somebody who don't need it and they potentially lose their life. Right. And that's kind of scares me because I'm healthy and I feel like I can fight it. Yeah. That don't that don't mean that I shouldn't get vaccinated right. because I can pass this virus to somebody else and you know, they probably not make it. So that's that's my theory on it right there. All right, life after football, you started this store, 128 Park Avenue Fashion. Why clothing and what – do you have something on right now from the store? And oh. what, what what can we get in 128 Park Avenue Fashion? You can get that drip. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but, man, uh, I've I always been a, a fashionable guy. Um, you know, I just – growing up, I always, you know, wanted to look nice and uh, wear nice clothes and – I always try to you know think think I was a fashionable guy. So uh, to start the 128 part, um, it's just something that I always wanted to do. I always wanted to say, okay, man, I got clothing I can sell to people to show them, you know, you know how to dress, you know, mm-hmm. how to take different styles and you know people from different places. So me being from Alabama, they say we country, so we we take the whole mannequin and just dress it. <laughs> but uh, just that's just something that I always had passion for. Yeah. You know, I, I don't come extra like Cam Newton with it, but, <laughs> but I also I also presented myself real well uh, when we traveled and stuff like that. So, so we got casual all the way to dress. 
Yeah, man. I, I I can do it all. You know, I'm 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 a motor I'm a motor guy. I can do no, it. I mean, all. No, I mean in the store, what you selling? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, in the store. Oh, well, we got yeah. no, we got more urban wear. It's more okay. urban wear. Okay. Yeah, it's more. Um, but we also got a guy who in there that can make. Uh, he can make you anything, man. Uh, the guy he's special. He can. He can. He's he's a tailor. If you show him an outfit that you want, uh, is this casual or something like that? He can make it. He's one of those guys. He's special. So I try to keep him on my team. And you're giving a special uh, deal to high school football players in this month of September, right? What, what's that? Yes. Uh, every high school player who come in there, uh, I'm giving them 50% off, you know, uh, just to show them that, you know, that, that I care. And, and I've been in those shoes before. You know, everybody can't afford a lot of clothes uh, to come in and, you know, go in there and buy, you know, spend four or $500 on clothes, you know, $200 on jeans, $100 on jeans. So mm-hmm. for high school kids, I'm just trying to get them a deal to know that, you know, that I really care and that I really, you know, believe in pre- y'all presenting yourself real well. Cause you don't want to go sometimes on the college campus looking all kind of crazy. And, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, do we really want this guy on our team? He can't keep his pants up and stuff like that. So uh, just try to show him how to be presentable and how to, you know, just, you know, take advantage of this opportunity. And Deion Sanders says, look good, play good. I agree with that. Um, oh, yeah. Couple of final questions. I'll let you go. I know you're busy. Um, when you watch football, do you watch it with the sound turned down, or do you listen to the announcers? And if you do listen to the announcers, who is good? Who do, who do you think is good? Is calling football games, college or pro? Um, yes, I listen to the sound with the sound. Uh, who I think really good is Tony Romo. Uh, Tony Romo probably one of the best is out. That's why he probably get paid so much to do yeah. it. You know, he predicts stuff before it happens. I think that's just the quarterback and his high IQ of the football game. Yeah. Uh, but he's definitely one of the best to do it. Um, and you, when when Deion Sanders was doing it, I, I was you know pretty interested watching Deion do it too. But he's coaching now. Uh, but you got a lot of guys who's really good at it. But who sticks out the most to me is Tony Romo. Absolutely. Well, man, I, I appreciate you coming on and talking with us. Um, to go from where you started to where you are, do you can you believe it? Sometimes do you have to. No. Kind of- no, I have to pinch myself. Still, uh, I wake up sometime in the morning and like, yo, I. I I remember I was in Mobile, Alabama, you know, a premature baby being in the hospital uh, for almost a year and a half. And, you know, to plan on a big stage in the NFL to people really knowing, you know, my name, especially in the Carolinas. Um, it's like mind blowing. And at the same time, I don't take none of it for granted. Uh, that's why if people see me out and they try to take a picture or uh, even when they wanted an autograph, I try to take advantage of that because I know my coach, my high school coach always told me, man, one day somebody's not going to want that autograph. So yeah, so I always try to be one of those guys who's an open book to to people. I've never been one of those guys. Like, oh man, I'm with my family. Oh no, no, no. I understand it's family time, but at the same time, you know, it, it's people who's out there who who really admire us. So I, I just try to take advantage of that, man, and be in this community as much as possible. If I can help anybody out, I try to do it, and uh, just try to keep my name, you know, in good grace around it. Absolutely. Well, Captain Munley, thanks for coming on, man. Good luck with the store, and I, I really like you uh, giving back to those high school kids. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me.